Welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk. I'm Rob Hoyle. And I am Sandra Lindsay. Hey, Sandra, you know, we're talking about treatments for COVID-19, and obviously you know a lot about COVID-19. You were the first person in the United States outside of clinical trial to receive a vaccine, and we've talked a lot about the vaccines, but there are, are a lot of treatments out there now in case you do get it. Yeah. um, You know, Rob, this is really a very good topic because we've spent a lot of time, as you said, talking about vaccines. But um, and we do know that even among vaccinated people, um, we can still get the virus. So what are the treatment options out there um, for those mild to moderate cases um, that people can can take before it progresses to severe um, I feel like we we really need to address that topic, especially now, you know, with the, the variants, the subvariants, the XBB 1.5, who knows what else is coming. So we really need to arm people with information and vaccines. I just have to say this, remain the best protection against severe illness and hospitalizations and death. Uh, but I feel like we do need to address um, what treatments are out there. Yeah, and I think in the beginning of this whole pandemic, there wasn't really a lot of treatments. There wasn't really any, really. I mean, there was some that were kind of like being experimented and tested and, and whatnot. But now we have some proven treatments. So even if we do get vaccinated and we do get COVID, um, we can start treating it right away with some uh, prescription medicine, um, which is great. And right away, you mentioned right away, because these treatments are time sensitive. For some, it's from the day of... Uh, you start experiencing symptoms, you need to contact your physician to find out what is the best treatment for you. Yeah, you know, we learned a lot from the flu also, right? Like if you get the flu shot and hopefully when you get the flu shot, you don't get the flu. But if you do, you get a milder version. But most people, when they do get the flu, they start Tamiflu right away. And that has really been proven to reduce the pain and suffering from the flu. And there's actually a COVID treatment that does basically the same thing. It's called Paxlovid. Now, this drug does require a prescription, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But just from a personal experience, uh, my wife wasn't feeling so well, so she works in healthcare. So she went down to a Go Health by us to get tested. And when they called her back and said she was indeed positive, right away over the phone, they called in a prescription for Paxlovid. And she asked me to go to the pharmacy to pick it up for her, which I did. And when I went, I was pleasantly surprised because when I went to go pay, they said it was $0 free of charge. So I was like, wow, great. Oh, wow. I, you know, I read that and I wasn't sure. I'm like, is it free? Yeah, I was surprised. I had the, I had the card right there ready to go. And uh, they were like, no charge. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so there you have it. By the way, I, I wish your wife well. Um, so are you isolating? <laughs> I am isolating. That's why I'm in the basement right now. And uh, I'm, well, she's up in her room, but I'm in the basement. That's where I'm doing this recording. Uh, but she is taking the Paxlovid. And I think, I don't know if you would call them pills or tablets, but she's supposed to take three twice a day. So it's, it's six doses um, for five straight days. So Rob, it sounds like she's done the right thing so far. They recommended Paxlovid, which is frequently what you hear about. But I think there's another one. Um, this one is called, I, I've never heard of it, Molnupiravir. When do you use that drug versus Paxlovid? We're going to sort this all out with our expert. 
And Sandra, you just mentioned our guest. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Onisa Steffes, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Vivo Health, Northwell's outpatient pharmacy network consisting of retail, mail-order specialty, and clinical pharmacy services. Vivo provides comprehensive care and outpatient pharmacy services to more than 80,000 patients. And Dr. Steffes has really grown this pharmacy network from the ground up. And he's just really a brilliant person. He's been with us from the beginning, helping us um, wade through what we need to know about the vaccines. And he's actually, Sandra, the person that mixed the COVID vaccine that went to you that wound up being the first uh, COVID shot that was basically heard around the world. Yes, I remember him walking in with, you know, the vial and it was like liquid gold. Um, uh, So uh, I know he's an expert and he will help us sort all of this treatment out. But it's important for people to know that the treatments, these uh, COVID-19 treatments work by lowering the amount of virus in your body, reducing symptoms and helping one to avoid hospitalization. And I think now is the time to get to that interview. So here is our conversation with Dr. Onisa Steffes. Good afternoon, Dr. Steffes. It's so nice of you to join us today. Hello. Hi, Sandra. So we've come a long way in our fight against COVID-19. I remember, um, you know, you were instrumental in my vaccination process. So thank you for that. Uh, But today we want to talk a little bit about the treatments that are out there for mild to moderate cases of the virus. So when someone has COVID, what can or should they do for symptoms? Uh, In in terms of COVID, um, you know, the good thing is that the majority of, of patients today are receiving COVID with mild symptoms. Uh, and, and, you know, these mild symptoms consist of fever, chills, cough, uh, fatigue, you know, sore throat congestion, uh, you know, typical things that you may see with either the flu or that you may see with a, a common cold. Uh, and the goal is that if you're experiencing mild COVID, uh, you should really stay home uh, to minimize the exposure. Uh, and, and get tested. Uh, but but with that, there's also um, over-the-counter products that you can use uh, to help you during this period of time. Now, um, the thing to keep in mind is the over-the-counter products that we're going to discuss today doesn't actually fight against the virus or treat the virus. What it does is it makes you and your body more comfortable as you fight off the COVID-19 you know, virus. So that that's really uh, that's a really in, important to note, and and a good majority of the people can go ahead and and do that without uh, any other further intervention. What are the ones that you can go to the store and, and buy over the counter? Um, so it's very similar to what you would get if you had a cold or a flu. You can pick up acetaminophen or ibuprofen, which is also known as like Tylenol, Motrin, and Advil. Uh, those products could be used for body aches. It can also be used for fever. Uh, as that's one of the, the, the symptoms that you would want to focus on, particularly fever for mild COVID, to make sure that you keep that in check. Uh, you can also take lozenges for your sore throat or use a vapor rub for your, for your congestion. So, you know, you would understand what your symptoms are, and then from there you would pick up a remedy within, uh, you know, the local pharmacy to resolve those symptoms as your body's fighting off the virus. 
I wouldn't load up proactively on a lot of different over-the-counter medications because, as you know, COVID can exhibit differently in, with, uh, within different people. That you would just get a good understanding of what that is and and try to meet them, uh, particularly if they're they're mild symptoms. Dr. Steffes, it sounds like there are a lot of treatments on the market um, to treat COVID-19, both for non-hospitalized patients and for hospitalized patients. I wonder if you could talk us through some of these treatments. When when I think of COVID, I break it down into um, a couple of different categories. I look at it as mild COVID for fairly healthy people uh, that will resolve on its own. And then from there, you would typically pick up over-the-counter items just to make yourself comfortable as you go ahead and you start fighting off the infection. Uh, You then have prescription items uh, like Paxlovid and Molnupiravir, which are oral antiviral medications. And what they do is they stop the replication of the virus. Typically, if you talk to a provider and you're over 65 or you have other comorbidities like diabetes, COPD, cardiovascular disease, immunocompromised, uh, providers would typically write for these agents uh, to reduce um, the chance of it progressing to severe COVID and requiring hospitalization. It is free of no charge um, today, and a lot of times the pharmacies will even deliver it uh, to the home. Uh, But with that, you do need a prescription. So you do need to talk to a prescriber most of the time in order to get that product uh, which would then be prescribed to the pharmacy and then sent to um, sent to your home. Um, you know, Paxlovid or Paxlovid has been actually really good because even during all the various different mutations, variants, and iterations of COVID, it still remains uh, highly effective. Uh, and the goal is to get on treatment within five days of symptoms. And how effective is it? So it, it's... Uh, up around 85 to 90% uh, effective if you take it, um, you know, as soon as as you test positive or you start to exhibit uh, symptoms, uh, you take it over the course of about uh, five days. And and when we mean effective, we mean reduces the potential for uh, hospitalization. You know, most consumers have heard about Paxlovid, but um, I wasn't aware of this antiviral, but I read about it. Um, molnupiravir. Um, when would you use that versus a Paxlovid? Okay, uh, great question, Sandra. So molnupiravir is another um, antiviral medication, has a little bit of a different mechanism of action, but it's not as effective as Paxlovid. So Paxlovid is usually the first line of treatment. Now with molnupiravir, however, it has much less drug uh, drug interactions. So there are a certain number of drugs that if you're on them, you can't take Paxlovid, uh, but you can take monopiravir. So, um, you know, if Paxlovid is not right based on the other medications and, and other things that you have going on, there is an alternative monopiravir. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not as effective, but it's better than not taking uh, anything at all. When should I take Paxlovid? So basically, Paxlovid needs to be taken the moment that you test positive. There's been studies show that the earlier you take the Paxlovid, uh, the better that it works. Because what it's doing is it's reducing the replication of the virus. So the less virus in your body, the more you can attack those and the less replication you get. And the quicker uh, your body can fight off whatever um, is, is remaining. Oh, that's good to know because I get this question all the time from my friends who... Um, 
test positive and they're like, well, I'm feeling fine right now. And I don't know if I should take this Paxlovid. Um, but, you know, thanks for that information. I'll tell them to get right on it. Right. And if you're really bad, if you wind up in the hospital, what can be done inside the hospital? Um, you know, from there, there's another antiviral on the on the market called remdesivir. Uh, and remdesivir is typically used for hospitalized patients, uh, similar to Paxlovid and Monopiravir, but it's in the IV form. Uh, and you can get it in an outpatient setting, but you would need to get it as a infusion three days in a row in an outpatient setting, or in more severe cases, uh, hospitalized. Uh, there are multiple options out there. Uh, for patients in order for them to get treated and get better. It's really important to understand and appreciate um, the different variants that are out there and uh, the new variants that are coming because a lot of that really does go into consideration in terms of uh, what treatment options you're going to use. Uh, so, for example, you know, uh, the monoclonal antibodies are no longer authorized to be used. And that's basically uh, based on the new variants that are out there today that those monoclonal antibodies are having a hard time detecting the COVID-19 virus within your body. Because when those mutations or those variants occur, they occur on the spike protein, which is the sticky part that comes out of the virus. And that's what these monoclonal antibodies are using to identify COVID and then ultimately kill the virus. Um, when you're talking about these antivirals like uh, Paxlovid, Monopiravir, or Remdesivir, those actually reduce the replication of the virus, mostly by attacking an enzyme. Uh, and that doesn't change, right? So even as the, even as COVID is mutating, uh, that virus that results in the replication, uh, I'm sorry, that part of the virus that results in the replication of the virus is unchained and continue to be targeted. And that's why you're still seeing um, good numbers of efficacy as it pertains to uh, Paxlovid, Monopiravir, and Remdesivir, and that's why those continue to be the uh, the drugs of choice. We have all these variants, you know, they just seem to pop up, it, it seems like, weekly. Um, and I think you mentioned this before, but I just want to be clear. Does Paxlovid work against Omicron and all its subvariants? Uh, yes, Sandra, it, it, it does. It would be the same for the Monopiravir and the Remdesivir. Uh, once again, um, because they're antivirals and not the monoclonal antibodies, they continue to remain their effectiveness based on their mechanism of action of, of focusing on the replication of the virus, not actually killing the, the COVID-19 that's circulating in your body. We know Paxlovid is effective, but physicians are only prescribing the drug in 13% of new COVID cases in the United States. Dr. Steffes, what can be done to get more people on Paxlovid to help fight off COVID? Um, I just think it's it's continued awareness and, and greater education. You know, it, it's interesting because when Paxlovid first came out, um, it was very little supply, right? So it was a tremendous demand and a little supply. So, you know, it was embedded within the prescribers and, and, and other folks that, you know, you should really only use this in the patients that have the potential to be the most sickest that are out there. Um, now that we do have a very good supply where there's more supply than, than demand, you know, it's important for us to understand that any patient where uh, the benefit outweighs the risk should really be considered for uh, Paxlovid. And I think as people get more comfortable with the product uh, and people really understand the nuances between those things, uh, I'm hopeful that there'll be more and more um, uptake of the product 
resulting in uh, less hospitalization and overall less death. Awesome. Well, you mentioned awareness and on 20 Minute Health Talk, that is our goal to raise awareness and to educate our, our audience. So thank you very much for joining us today. Great. Well, Sandra, it was an honor to participate in, in your vaccination. And I want to thank you very, very much for, for being that person uh, you know, to receive the vaccination and really being a tremendous advocate and support uh, you know, for uh, COVID vaccinations and treatments and everything that you do. So it's an honor and pleasure to, to join you today. And uh, just wanted to thank you for that. My pleasure. So, so Sandra, that was a great conversation, and, it, and it's it's great that that we learned so much today about there's there's such a supply of this Paxlovid. So, if we did get COVID, we know there's something that we can do to lessen the the disease and and hopefully be feeling better quicker. Yeah, Rob, that was a fascinating um, conversation with Doctor Steffes, and something else that he said um, that was encouraging is that Paxlovid, in particular, is. Um, you know, um, effective against the the many variants and subvariants that we we seem to see um, weekly um, these days. President of the Feinstein Institutes for Medical Research, and he talked about how important it was to get treatments like just like Tamiflu for the flu. And uh, the Feinstein, also working with Cold Spring Harbor National Laboratory, have really been out in the forefront of trying to do research to find new treatments to take care of COVID if you do get COVID. Right, because hospitalization cannot be the 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 you know go to. Um, as we've learned today, um, for mild and moderate um, symptoms, these can be treated at home. Yeah, which is great. And also, too, that you could just, you know, have it delivered from your pharmacy. And for the Paxlovid, it, it's free. You know, what's important and I, what I want our listeners to know is that the sooner you start, start the drug, the better you will feel. Yeah, you know, like we talked about, because there's so much research, it gives even more hope. And we're going to zero in on one research project in particular on next week's episode, which looked at the common over-the-counter heartburn drug called famotidine, better known as Pepsid, as a potential treatment for COVID-19. We spoke with the head uh, investigator, Dr. Tobias Janowitz, who's an assistant professor at the Cold Spring Harbor National Laboratory and an adjunct professor at the Feinstein Institutes for Medical Research. We sat down with Dr. Janowitz back in December at Cold Spring Harbor. We found that um, famotidine may help patients recover sooner as they have sustained inflammation because of COVID-19 um, to essentially alleviate this inflammation early and make patients feel better sooner. Make sure to check back with us next week for the full interview. As we wrap up here, I want to thank Dr. Onisa Steffes, who has really been along with us the whole way here at 20 Minute Health Talk, helping us break down the COVID vaccines. He was a frequent guest on the show and now helping us break down the information we need to know about these treatments. So big thanks to Dr. Steffes. Such a great conversation. Uh, thank you to the listener for tuning in to 20 Minute Health Talk. I'm Rob Hoyle. And I'm Sandra Lindsay. Thank you for listening. Get more expert insight from the leading voices in healthcare today. You can subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk wherever podcasts are available.